Welcome to Broadcast with a capital BR. I'm your host, Gio, and I'm joined by our co-host, Elmer Fudd, and we thank you for clicking that play button. Elmer, man, I know you've had a rough couple of days, but how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I was having to, uh, not, not as bad as the rest of the country, but we had some crazy strong winds over here. And uh, being on a walking route at the post office, I was bobbing and weaving around flying trash, cardboard, had this oh, giant man. pine tree on my route. Oh, no. My route snapped in half and fell in the middle of the street when mm. I was at the bottom of the street. I was like, oh, okay. This is my <laughs> life today. Yeah. No, uh, you know, living in Kentucky right now, it's not a really fun time here. You know? Um, oh, yeah. Got, yeah. My, um, where, where it got hit is about 45 minutes from my hometown. Yeah. That's so, oh, God, dude. It's wild. Like, I can, like, I imagine myself staying in a Dairy Queen that I would go to a lot whenever we'd have like baseball games down in Dawson Springs, Kentucky. And they say it's completely gone. You know, I've, I I stayed there many nights with my cousins, all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it's a wild time in Kentucky. And to know that a tornado stayed on the ground for 227 miles is just insane. When's the last time like that happened? Do you like, I don't, I think that's historical. I I don't think that's ever happened. It's like, that's like going from where I I am in Kentucky, far West Kentucky, going all the way to Lexington in the mid of the mid mid of the state. Like it is ridiculous. And you know, and I don't know, like I have a lot of like thoughts about it. You know, there was a candle factory in one of the towns that got hit that they knew the tornado was coming, but the managers didn't bring out anybody. It was kind of like, oh, God, if you know a tornado's things, coming, yeah. then why didn't you, you have stuff in place for that? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I don't want to question, you know, anybody. I just, you know, I just pray for all the victims there. And, you Absolutely, know, I've, man. we've sent diapers and all the good stuff you can send to them. But, and, and, you know, of course you can't get in, like they're locking it down with like national guard or whatever it is. And you can't even help because they don't want anybody in there because they can think they think you could be more of a risk than a help because say you're in a building that's barely standing, trying to search for somebody and it falls on you. You're dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they're really only letting like medical professionals come in. And then now that they've kind of got to cut some of the rubble, they're allowing some family members to come help pack people's stuff out and all that kind of stuff. But very, very sad time. I, I don't, uh, my whole family that was like 20 miles from Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, I think they, they just got some like tree damage and stuff like that, but they didn't get hit. So very thankful that none of my family was affected in that way. I know that um, it's just been a rough time in Kentucky yeah, um, and then rough time for both of us. I mean, work is I'm off for the next oh, two God. weeks after, after this week. And so like everything's hitting me like all. And then I think right next now, week I'm going to wow. try my uh, next week. I think I'm going to try Amazon flex driving for the first time. So that's I don't right. know how that's going to go. I don't know how it's going to go. go. It's, it's going to go interesting. Well, they're usually, they're pretty good with the flex people. It, it's going to mm. be nutty, especially jumping in right out of the gate in like the week of Christmas. But yeah. um, they've really got a uh, really good fleet out there now rocking and rolling. So it's, it's really not that bad. When they first started doing their own Amazon drivers, it was nutty. Um, but yeah. they, they've, they've definitely come a long way. I mean, I remember um talking shop here <laughs> but no I, like, I remember when they first started it was so weird because you just would see they had people wearing like orange construction vests driving mm-hmm. their own personal vehicles was their entire fleet 
to see some guy pulling up on like a rusted old, you know, mm-hmm. Camaro or something, you know, and walk out with his giant TV box and put it on someone's porch. Like, what is going on? And it was like <laughs> less than a year later, they had a whole fleet of the nice vans. You know, they yeah. have big two ton trucks, these nice uniforms, their own scanners and everything. I'm like, all right, let's go. Meanwhile, the post office, post office people are getting screwed over there with not as much resources and all that stuff, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't, don't think I missed out on you saying the post awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at right now. It's late, but we are, we are here trying to deliver this content Hell to everybody. Yeah. We are some, if, if you have, if you don't know anything about all three of us hosting this, we're all dads, we're all tired. We're all working nine to five or some sort of job. And so seven we're seven just thankful. Right <laughs> yeah. We're just thankful to be here and, oh, and deliver some content. So yeah. Now, it, now while Apex, you know, while broadcast is not about that, it is about um, Apex legends. It is your hey. number one ultimate source of Apex legends related content from news, deep dives and community related topics as long as well as ALGS. We will make it through this and we hope that you will join our quest on our quest for knowledge and mastery. As we explore Apex legends together, I don't even care. That was this perfect. is getting shipped. That was this amazing. <laughs> no, that was, I felt it. It was more personal that way. It is. And with that said, we'd like to welcome all of our first-time listeners. If you would like to become a part of the broadcast community, please visit our link tree at linktree forward slash BR underscore broadcast, where you'll find all of our links. Let's get into the topics. What are these topics, Gio? Yeah, man, there, there's a lot of them. Uh, too many to count, really. Yeah, they're all pretty short, though. We're going to be amazing. Yeah, we're going to do great. Um, and Y'all, the community, just to bring this up real quick, we are over a hundred people in Discord now. Oh, we're, it's we're popping, growing. Dude. Like we're talking all the time. We're one of those Discords now where you're not like all grayed out, you know, channels. Oh, you yeah, actually got white lit channels. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, know, you, you got some stuff going on. So make sure you join us there. So the topic rundown for this episode is of course our announcements and quick topics. We then have we're gonna talk about the question of the week for a second. Um, we're going to talk about the Winter Express Raiders Collection event thoughts. So we have some thoughts about both of those. Um, we also have season 11 and 12 spoilers as far as what's coming in season 11 and then what's coming in season 12 already. Bum, bum, bum. We- <laughs> then we have the Mad Maggie leaks her abilities. We have her abilities right here right now for you. Do you want to be a Mad Maggie main? Probably not because her voice is absolutely horrible. <laughs> 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 I've been smoking cigarettes since I was a baby. Fuse, I love you. Come back to me. <laughs> Red Rom. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about this exodus that is happening with the developers. We have developers leaving Respawn. The question is why? So to go ahead and hop into the quick topics, the first thing I'd like to talk about is what a great night, Elmer Fudd. Like, we've had hey, some bad man. nights in Apex, but we've had a even greater better great night whenever it was me you and shrimp and we started out the night and we were playing winter express and we won like four games in a row it was awesome yeah we played i feel like we played six and did we win f- four or five of them i think i know so. we won the majority of them yeah and the one that we didn't win it was like this team just skunked everybody so it didn't even matter too much so well, and then we had that one where shrimp uh wouldn't even let him join the game mm. so it's just me and you yep. so yep. yeah when we once we figured out kind of the system and had our whole team there. We won every single game. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, we called out 
the the movements together. We pushed together. We it was it was an awesome moment. But I think what happened after that with uh, one of your community members, right, Joker? Yeah. So he's a uh, Bud's friend, and uh, he had no in-game sound. It's really cool because we've been trying to play together for. I'd actually that was my first time actually playing the game with him. Oh, so really? he had he joined our community, right? And he kept like, hey, I want to play something. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And just stuff never worked out. And then obviously, you know, Christmas season with the post office, I just had no time. It was when I was like everything aligned right as Shrimply was like, hey, I think I'm going to leave. And he was like, hey, do you happen to want to play? I was like, this is perfect. And then <laughs> as you're going to explain here, it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, we had a guy that didn't have any in-game sound literally at all. And I think the reason for that was because he wanted to be able to talk to us. Right. I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were, we were on discord. He was on PlayStation and there's not, uh, I'm not set up for in-game chat, sadly. So we couldn't do mm. that. And then you can't do a PlayStation doesn't work nicely, which is sad, but yeah. So yeah. Discord. So he had headphones on so he could listen to us and then had no game sound and just, just listened to our call outs the whole time. Um, and then obviously played bloodhound, which was a really good decision. So yeah, he could for you know, scan and figure out where stuff's at because he didn't have any game sound. But I think that says all we need to say about our callouts. If Man. you did the whole game just off of that and we got the dub. Yeah. And, you know, you look at you, you got six kills. I got three kills. For some reason, I got twenty two hundred damage to your eleven hundred damage. I don't know what happened there, right? That was your <laughs> that was your charge rifle, man. Oh, it was. Geo, it was. Every it was. time you turn around, Gio's like, "Give me your shields," and just from on top of a rock a mile away. Here's some red shields for you. Hold on, give me your shields. Yeah, it was breaking in those red shields. And then Joker, even though he didn't have sound, he still got two kills, two assists, and two knocks. I mean, still doing work with the bloodhound and it was really cool because you know most of the time whenever people can talk and they still can hear the game they don't listen to call outs you don't have a really in-game leader um but joker knew that he was at a disadvantage without sound and chose to listen to me and elmer and that's what got us to win right it was somebody it was a oh, teammate yeah. actually listening and you know if anything that taught me like you have to you have to listen yeah absolutely and i have to like the call outs were amazing directions distance what legend we're looking for and everything but the thing that makes this win special and is definitely you know obviously we win all the time right Gio? yeah every day um <laughs> but you know the thing that makes a win like this so memorable is we had it was one of those wins one of those games where there was like 12 different instances where it should have just been over i'd got knocked in the middle of a huge fight mm -hmm. and you guys backed off just long enough for two teams to move into each other and go one building away so you could sneak in and get my box in the middle of everything and then go off and get it back and snuck back and we got all the loot and it was just all these like if this one team hadn't hadn't ulted away from us that probably would have went really mm -hmm. bad as we would have got flanked by them and it's just all these things fell into place we're like oh okay this is gonna work oh no this is all gonna end oh somehow we're surviving this and we're alive and oh my god let's do here and we win it happens yeah. And final circle was on our side, bringing the other team from high ground to low ground and all, all perfect. It was the perfect storm of stuff that you don't want to happen with stuff that you do want to happen. Yes, <laughs> it was nonstop action. There was not a single moment of that entire game. Where we were like, oh, well, what do we want to do now? It, from landing to end. Oh, God, stuff's happening. Where are we going? Yeah. Enemies there shooting here, moving here. Oh, dear God. And that's exactly how you want Apex to be, right? Oh, exactly. 100%.
Um, and then the next thing, of course, if you haven't went and listened to the Kate Yeager interview, you are missing out. It is two hours and 30 minutes. I get it. it's a long interview, but what you get out of that and, and her talking about her careers and even I throw some advice in there, which probably shouldn't happen ever, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, I throw some advice in there. it was, it was really cool to sit. And like she said afterward, the reason it lasted so long is because we had three like-minded people talking about something that we enjoy in a discussion and, and we just couldn't quit talking. It was so fascinating to hear her starting at E international news, moving to Xbox, um, talking about Xbox live. And then eventually now where she's at now with voiceovers hosting the LGS and that whole journey was just wonderful to hear about. And her personality was outstanding. She put out a couple dad jokes. She, (laughs) <laughs> uh, really listened to us. She made Dr. Shrimpley feel like he was wanted. It was, it was perfect. So um, awesome time there with Kate. And so we hope to have her on again, especially oh, yeah. after ALGS. Skins. Cause I, I want to talk to her so bad, dude. I'm such a fan. I was so bummed that personal stuff came up, but like, God, you guys killed that interview. You've done amazing in every interview so far. I appreciate you guys it. Have been yeah. Amazing. And I think we're networking. Not, you know, you're, yeah, oh, absolutely. You guys are raking oh, yeah. in these interviews left and right. But, you know, it's not like you guys are going into going, wow, this is such a big thing for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you go into it going, this is so exciting that we get to experience this as players. You know what I mean? And that yeah. really comes off in the interview. Is It's just you guys geeking out and nerding over Apex. And mm-hmm. they obviously do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Dr. Shipley couldn't contain himself. (laughs) He was like, I'm just so, I'm just amazed that we're here. And I was just like, I'm trying to just have a conversation. Like you're my best friend or something. That's what I'm thinking here. But no, we've had interactions with, uh, you know, Tom T squared, the other caster that we talked about in the show. He liked our Twitter feed from it. I actually was talking directly to girl during her stream, like back and forth. Um, and, and, and talking to her while she was playing, um apex and she's a good caster i mean overall this is all great things and of course with that um i i want to put out an apology right now i had a double ear infection this last week this last sunday when we were supposed to interview kick i had a double ear infection a sore throat uh and it led into sunday and i couldn't like i had too much stuff in my throat to talk and so i had to cancel the interview and then not to mention that i had two kids throwing up so we are going, we are looking either for this, this weekend coming up or sometime in December, January, it's going to get busy for them because we've got playoffs coming and, and uh, the next half of next split two and all that kind of stuff. But we will get kick on. We'll get all three of their players for apex in, and you should join us for that. And that will be announced on all of our social media. So make sure to check us out. Best place to find that is on our link tree. So the first topic past this is the question of the week. So the question of the week, I'll go ahead and say it because it's going to end up being a topic on the next show. No, no, no if, ands or buts. It's going to be on there. Um, It was in the most recent interview with Kate. We asked the question, how can you dethrone Gibby from being a must pick in the ALGS? Um, And so of course I asked the discord and of course I'm going to put it on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. Cause I think this is a big question to ask. I wanted to get some names in there. Um, whenever, whenever I asked the question, I, I pinged every ALGS player we had in the discord and it was like, let us know. Um, and we got a bunch of feedback, not only from people who are in higher levels of play, but also people who are in lower levels of play. Don't even see as much 
as much Gibby. So um, I'm just going to make that a topic. Like what makes Gibby so special? And then what current legends do we have that can dethrone Gibby um, in what ways, like what, what or, or how can we change Gibby or do you have to add some other defense character in the game that can be a swappable character with Gibby? I don't really know the answer, but we're going to explore it next time. And I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to say we're going to have the answer next time. I just know that we're going to talk. We about will it. have the answer next time. <laughs> there you go. Here you on go. broadcast and apex legends podcast, we will know what's going on with Gibby next time. But well, the, the cool thing with that, as you said, like, like you mentioned, we've had a lot of feedback on it and it hasn't just been like, I think Gibby blank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's been like really well constructed, a paragraph after paragraph from so many different people with really good insights that are for or against certain things. Yes, no. Uh, it's it's been fascinating to read. So I can't wait to get more more input from the community. That's you people listening to the show right now, um, and that'll be such a fun topic. Yeah, it'll be one of our first topics where I've been able to use the Discord as a source for my notes. Right? You yeah, know, I go oh, out absolutely. to YouTube and all that kind of good stuff. But this time I'll be able to go straight to my discord and just go back and look at the conversation. And that's, that's exciting for me as someone who uh, has brought FUD and, and Trimply into this and we've formed a community. So it's yeah. awesome to be able to use that as community content. And that's exactly who we are here at broadcast. But with that, why don't we move into our first big topic? And I'm going to let uh, Elmer FUD here take that one. Yeah. So our first big topic is the winter express and the Raider collection event. Off the gate, I we're going to go down your list here, right? But mm-hmm. out of the gate, discussion type thing here. Winter Express, uh, it feels a little different. Um, you know, some pretty sweet changes. Um, but how overall, we, we played quite a bit of it. How do you feel about it, brother? Um, it's one of those events that if you don't have a team, you don't want to play. Um, and yeah, that's, most of that. A- that's most of Apex, right? If you don't have a team in either discord Xbox party chat or whatever it's, it's sometimes hard to play, but winter express is one of those modes where you're forced to push a team because you have to, you have to collect the train as your objective. So yeah. if you don't have comms or, or someone doesn't listen to pings or one of your teammates sits back and tries to wait for the other team to push and then they don't, there's no way you're ever going to win. It's, it's supposed to be chaos. It's, supposed to be like but like for me it's i want controlled chaos i don't want like what i was doing before we started podcasting where i was having to drop in by myself and just dying and then i look at or or i drop in sit on the train and both my other teammates are dead because we don't collectively push together so in that but that's been winter express all hands down but as far as like what they brought new to winter express which we'll talk about here in a minute um i i love what they brought new i but it, it does have its moments where it's, it doesn't feel Christmassy. Like it almost came too early for me. Uh, I don't, or maybe it, it, maybe it didn't come too early, but there's something just not as jolly about it as it has been the last couple of years where I've played it. I don't know. I think, I think part of it is, is the community itself is a lot sweatier than it has been. Cause like, and something like you mentioned where it's impossible to go in solo. Like it was me, you and Shrimply, our communication was amazing our movement Mm -hmm. together flawless our ability to try different legends out to see what worked was incredible and we were working our butts off to get any win and it was and that i mean honestly as a gamer like that was so much fun to just 
everything you had every second of every moment was just go, 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 listen, call out, move, heal, heal in just the right moment. Push this when you can fall back from this, use ults for this. And it was, yeah, very exciting. But yeah, I think part of it is you couldn't enjoy uh, the music really didn't play a lot, which is weird because mm-hmm. the, uh, the music for winter express is always solid, but it's just way sweatier than normal. It is. And that and it, it probably springs from just like the fact that we haven't had much LTMs lately. Like yeah. everybody's wanting to get their, this is one of the fan favorites and every, oh, we 100%. haven't been able to have a good one since, I mean, Halloween was really the last time we had one. Yeah. I don't think and we've it's been had a while one before since. that one even. So, so I mean, whenever this popped up, everybody's like, I want to play. And so yeah, we're getting that, and, you know, and it's, and to be honest with you, it is a better warm up than arenas. It is. You're constantly Ooh. fighting in this. You saying the only good thing about arenas is non-existent now. It, well, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> think about like in, in, if you're preparing for sweat in ranked lobbies or sweat in anything in this mode, you're fighting two teams at the same time. Um, and you're trying to take the objective. And then and if you look at that in, in a BR sense, if, if you're trying to take that last ring, the good position, you're going to be fighting multiple teams for that position in arenas. It's you just meet in the middle whenever you feel like it, like you can poke as long as you want, but this mode doesn't give you that option. This mode makes you go forward. Like the ring makes you move forward. So yeah, therefore I I would rather, I would rather do that. Plus, I mean, in arenas, you have to buy the guns and this one, you have the pre loadouts. You don't have to worry about all that. So I I think that for me, I like, I like it as a warm up better than arenas. Um, And the question is, is what does that say about what's coming to apex? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then just to bounce off that real quick from what you just said, um, I think part of that too is it better prepares you for the regular play because there's three teams. So, mm-hmm. you know, in arenas, it's, it's you know, a squad versus a squad, a trio versus trio, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, train takeover uh, or winter express, whatever you want to call it, it trains you to be third party literally every second of the exactly. entire game. So you're already in that mindset and it's not like, Oh God, there's a team here. Surprise, you know, which I dig. And that makes it, you're just used to knowing there's six people around me right now. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, anyway, anyway, here we go. Um, so we're going to go, Oh, actually sticking with the discussion. A part (laughs) of this is also the Raider collection, man. Um, and that's kind of been trickled out a little bit at a time here. Uh, how are you? How are you feeling about the the old Raider Collection skins, and uh, and how that's being done right now? Man, uh, so if you look at if you look at the cost right now, it it ain't pretty. Um, you know, to get the the Revenant skin, which is the which I would say is has to be the fan favorite. It's the it's number so one good. skin in the in the whole thing. Nobody really. Else now, uh, now I heard a lot about the Cloud Marauder for for Valk. A lot of people are talking about that one, but you can't buy that one, and I don't think you've been able to buy it the whole time. But you are able to buy the Revenant one, but it's at a hefty price of fifty dollars. And yeah, you get seven loot boxes with it, but well, that's that's just a version of it. There's uh, because the one I got is only eighteen hundred coins. So and you got the Revenant skin too. And I got the Revenant skin, yeah. Cause they have it where you can, you can buy it with the loot packs if you want, or you can just buy it individually and they're all yeah. 1800 for the, uh, yeah, for those. And, but I still think 18, $20 for, I don't know, man. I, I'm one of those people that I play apex for a reason. That was because it was free. Right. Yeah. So, cause I can't, I can't afford $60 games, but 
if I want more than more than one skin here, I'm going to have to go and spend something like a normal, what I would spend on a normal game, you know? Um, oh yeah, for sure. I think that the coolest skin is definitely Revenant. Valk skin's oh, pretty dope as well. Valk skin's awesome. The, the Loba skin was really cool. I actually really dug that one. Um, obviously Pathfinders is good, but honestly, like the price point at this point, you know, Apex has been here so long. We're just used. I'm, I'm just used to that's how much skins cost. And I know like when an event comes up, I'll either not get anything or one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just been a thing since the game launched and they've no desire to change it. So I'm like, yeah, whatever it is, what it is. And like you said, it's a free game. They got to make money somewhere. So it, do- it doesn't bother me that much. The one thing that does bother me though, I will be negative here. So there is an uh, Ash uh, falling emote, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's the new legend for the season, as as we all know, right? And in the battle pass, there's not any really unlocks for her or a falling animation in the battle pass, which I think is the first legend we've had that ever happen. And then the only one we have for her, you have to spend money on in the uh, in, yeah, in the $10. Raiders collection event. So that one, I was a little like, that's not so great. Yeah, to get her whole bundle of everything, you have to spend $30. That's $10 yeah. for the skin, $10 for the for the uh, emo and $10 for the banner. It's then it, the same thing goes for Siri. And the thing that gets me is the deep sea dragon ash skin and the free booter booter. I think it is for seer doesn't even look as good as your burrow at sea for revenue or your Valk. So I get, she's the new character, but like that skin just, it, it looks cool. Well, her skin's legendary and there's our, what's the gold one again. Yeah, no, her skin's an epic skin. Epic, their skins right. are legendary. So I guess, legendary, well, yeah. I guess, so, so it's legendary. Legendary is better than epic then, I guess. I, yeah, 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 I have it backwards for some reason, but I don't know. I mean, hers is purple. Their cool skins. <laughs> I don't remember what the terminology is in this because every game does it different, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, good skins, though. Yeah. Not not too no, bad. I love these events. I'm really ups. I am sad there's not an Octane skin, as we all know. Octane's my boy. And he doesn't have either of his legs and it's a pirate event. It just feels like it's obvious, but mm. that's just me. That's just me. You're not lying. So what about the changes in Lost Raiders? What did we see there? Uh, yeah. So changes in Lost Raiders. We had some uh, Watson bug fixes. Hold on. I got a cough here. Oh, you're good. Yeah. The Watson bug fixes actually were a lot to do with her fences and nodes not connecting and things like that. And that uh, that first node dropping down, which kind of mm-hmm. was really weird for a while there. So that's fixed finally. Um, a really good change, the Ash ult sound increase. And that's something I've, I've brought up a couple of times on the show. Her ult is amazing, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't make a single sound. So there's no, like, it goes the distance of the octane jump pad. But if you jump pad somewhere, it's so loud. Yeah. And if you get Ash ulted on, you you have no idea until they start shooting you in the back. There's no way to know. So mm-hmm. I, I dig that. I dig that. Um, Seer buff decreased focus of attention detonating delay from 1.6 seconds to 1.4 seconds. Yeah. So that's his tactical right there. That's it's a good buff. Very good buff for him. Yeah. I mean, because he got, you know, he came in originally um, to OP and then they nerfed him to the ground to the point where he's like, almost picked less than rampart now and then they're trying to bring him back up slowly and i i can appreciate that slow movement to try to bring him back up to see where that sweet spot is rather than just say oh we're gonna take it from 1.6 seconds to like 
0.5 seconds and then oh, yeah, they're, they're like, Oh God, we hate this. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Um, and then the biggest thing here is the arc star changes the arc star. Everyone loves the arc star. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. You feel like a ninja. The sound design is great. The effect is great. The arc of the arc star incredible. And who's been in my tournaments knows we're big fans of arc stars. <laughs> um, so uh, the biggest nerf is the base stick damage. So if you actually stick someone with the grenade has decreased from 30 to 10. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty big, big there. Yeah. Um, another nerf stick. Uh, if you stick it on shielded enemies, it will now max out at 40 and not 90. So yeah, that's, that's a, a, that's that's a, a big nerf. jump in damage there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, small buff. The slow debuff was added back. So if when the grenade goes off, you get all the electrical stuff going on and you're now slowed again. Kind of like if you go through a Watson fence. Yep. And that's the counteracted nerfs. Yep. Um, although we have another nerf. If you don't stick someone with the arc star, the slow duration is now driven by distance to the center of the arc star detonation, which honestly, that makes sense. If you're right on top of it, but it doesn't stick you and it goes off, you're slowed longer than if you're at the max distance. And that makes sense. I dig that. It's not yeah. too bad. And Imperial, Imperial Howe was one of the ones that spoke out on this. Like, it just feels, it does feel different. Like, it 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 doesn't like whenever I throw an arc star now I don't guarantee much I just know it's gonna hurt them but yeah like I know that gunplay is gonna come in yeah, yeah like a exactly and I never it's it's weird it's one of those like sometimes they'll do a change to a game and you're like oh I definitely saw that coming and mm. I saw the arc star stuff and I was like I never really had I never went oh sick I'm gonna load up on arc stars because they're so strong and I never was like God I'm always dying to arc stars. They just kind of existed. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Absolutely. But in good news, my friends, a really awesome thing out of the game for for all you pro gamers out there is a custom reticle system. This allows you to change multiple hues, color rainbows, everything you want um, your reticle on sites in game. You can make them glow a little bit. You can make them darker. Brager, whatever you want to do, you can customize it to a color uh, that you enjoy, which is super cool. I've seen a lot of really cool videos um, of people like showing off, you know, what they found to work really well against different different map types, different maps. Some maps like certain colors pop better than others because there's darker and lighter stuff. But yeah, anything you can do to customize your experience, I really dig. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool how they did it with the the three different backgrounds you can put. You know, you have a picture of Olympus. I think it's a picture of like uh world's edge and then you have a dark image and then you can kind of look at how it looks in all of them and so it's pretty pretty dope how you can do that i've seen some actually many different colors i think one of the ones that i saw work the best was actually bright blue like a kind of neon a lot of people bright blue or um neon green's not great but yeah usually it's like hot pink or neon blue have kind of been the ones most people are going for so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Another way to customize your game experience, which I always love. Absolutely. Uh, some Winter Express changes uh, coming in here. So we have the new ability to select a different character between rounds, which we mentioned we were talking about Winter Express. We really enjoyed going, all right, that legend did not work here. Before yeah. we get to the next, uh, the next, I guess, train stop, not actually in between matches even, you could mm-hmm. switch your legend around, um, which is super cool. So you could, we, we, all of us tried out a lot of different legends. I discovered that I really enjoyed Bangalore on winter express. Yeah. Uh, Cause a lot of the loadout classes, which we'll get into shortly uh, have the, the digi threat side on it. 
and everyone's hip firing on Winter Express because it's CQB air quotes, right? And if you throw your smoke everywhere, it happened every <laughs> single game where I would be the only one looking down my sights through smoke and just murking people. We had that game where I had a, I can't remember how many kills I had. It was a lot. And it was just because I was shooting through smoke at people that had no idea what was going on. And I'm like, this is amazing. So yeah, <laughs> get Bangalore out there, throw some smoke and aim down sights through it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed your smoke too. Cause I, one of the characters that I've enjoyed playing on it is Fuse. Fuse's ult isn't that great in a lot of the areas, and some of them it is, but most of them it's not because of the, you know, closed in, like the, the rail car area is too closed in, both of the areas like that. But his, uh, with, whenever you would smoke, I would just shoot his grenades through there because I knew it was oh a straight God, yes. shot into the other car. And, I mean, that's just, uh, if anything, it's annoying. It causes them to have to heal up. And so if we know that they're healing up, it's easy to push. Right. So, um, and I think, uh, Shrimply was playing a lot of caustic or something yeah, like that. And that was awesome. Cause he, we could all hold one car while he just gassed the hell out of another one threw his exactly. ult down. If he needed to would melt everyone. If the train happened to be moving, people didn't want to jump off because they'd be so far behind. And so they'd have to like, be like, do I sit in the gas and try to heal or do I jump off? And it was so fun to watch people not know what to do. Exactly. And I'm the same way. I, I, I have a hard time knowing what to do when I see gas daddy on the train and I'm, I'm sitting there trying to get on the lip of it. And I think one of the biggest problems with his, his, uh, his little throwable or whatever is that it does go through walls. So like on the train, you can't sit on the back little lip of the train. If there's one going off on the other side of the wall, because it goes right through it. So, Oh yeah. That kind of sucks for, for people playing, but <laughs> it's kind of how the game is. I guess gas travels through walls. I don't know. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the other big thing is loadout classes. So instead of just like trying to find loot or, you know, and all that, or doing like an arena style, you know, where you buy your loadout there have like specialist close quarters, assault, heavy, long range. So you have a predisposed double, double weapon loadout with different builds, right? Um, and different guns that have different, uh, levels of attachments on them. And depending on your play style, you can just jump in with these. And again, you can switch loadouts in between each, each train stop as well. And, uh, I was all about that. Uh, what was the one I had that I, it's not on your picture here, but it was, it was a close quarters one. I think it was the car SMG and the RE 45. That and it was like the RE 45 has surprisingly good range and the car hip fires very well. So I would just shoot for the walls with the RE 45 and just hip fire everything that got close and just melt stuff, man. It was, and I really enjoyed just not having to go find attachments, you know, and, and, and just having what I wanted and, you know, having to decide if I choose this loadout, the attachments aren't as great, but this one's a little better, but I don't like that gun. I dug it. Yeah, I would say I would, I had a lot of fun in this. I think that uh, some of the, sometimes it kind of sucks because all the loadouts are not your favorite, but there's at least one every time that you can choose from and do decent with, or it'll have your favorite gun or, or one of your favorite guns, whether, you know, for me, I always have like a, a top three list. It's usually like the, the Volt, the R99, um, I also like the longbow, the triple take. And so I, I, you know, if you have a favorite gun in every one of those lists in every list of every different type of gun, you're going to be able to find one of these that works out for you Absolutely. and you can kind of coordinate with your teammates on what you want to do there. Um, but that's one of the things that makes this mode interesting is 
yeah, we're getting to choose these these different classes, but with it being a a, a game that moves fast paced, if you do choose to be a long range class, you've got to communicate with your team instantly. Like that's what I'm doing, right? If you yeah. you know, because if all three of you are using long range. And there's in the secondary gun in the long range sucks. Say you have like a long bow and a, and a mosey, which I'm not saying the mosey's the worst gun in the game, but it's not the best in this kind of yeah, mode. If you're running against everyone else with R99s, it's not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. And so like, you kind of have to coordinate to see who's going to do what in this. And so it actually makes you think about the future of apex and what it might look like. And, and that's really what this is. What a lot of people believe is going on with this mode right now is that, Apex is testing out how people like being able to choose different characters each round, being able to choose from specific loadouts. And we're actually going to talk about that here in a minute with the 12, season yeah. 12 spoilers. Um, but that's exactly what I believe they're doing here with Winter Express. And it, with these two changes, it maybe Winter Express doesn't feel the same to me and FUD right now, but these two changes are positive. They're not oh, absolutely. negative. We had, I think our, our first game, we we're all like, this feels different. And I'm not sure if I, I think we all said, I'm not sure if I like this. And by the second game, we were all in. It took yeah. one game for us to go, yep, love this change. And the thing I really liked with with the, uh, you know, the choosing your classes and stuff for weapons is you'd assume being a trained thing, everyone's just going to choose close quarters and go. But mm -hmm. we honestly had a lot of teams that were, had someone sniping and messed us up and got the win just because they were sniping or just being far enough away to really outdistance us or anything. So I ran into people using almost every style of loadout. So it definitely, I mean, it definitely works, which is as a game developer, exactly what you want to see. Exactly. And so speaking of the future of apex, why don't we go ahead and yeah. head into our next topic for season 11 and 12 spoilers. So as far as spoilers go in season 11, just bear with me here for like the next two or three minutes, right? I'm going to tell you, here we go. Every skin, every bundle, every everything going on for the rest of season 11, along with those confirmed dates, right? So um, here we go. First off, save your coins and your shards. That's the first thing I can say is if you're looking, if there's a skin that's passed you by in the past, save your save your money, save your coins, and be on the lookout. And, and I'm going to give you exactly what you need to be looking for right here, right now. Season 11 is going to finish off with some great skins and great events. And this is via Thornton smash Thornton smash made like a two minute video here. That was really, really nice. And so this is all pulled from him. So on December 21st, you're going to get the dark hearted alternator skin. You're also going to get the electric blue skin for Watson. And then you're going to get to see the noir noir pathfinder skin. So if you missed out on any of that, you're going to be able to get it that day on December 21st. I know that for me, the Noir Pathfinder skin is one that I was very interested in. So if you missed out on that, it's going to be in there. On December 28th, we're going to have the Silverback Bundle for Caustic. Now, if you haven't seen this, it's it's like an orange robotic kind of Caustic skin that is huge, really nice. Um, it comes with like this banner with like a robotic dog on it. Super, super cool Caustic um, skin here and bundle that you can get there called the silverback bundle. You'll also be able to get that, the, uh, peacekeeper in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you and you'll be, that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're about to get the peacekeeper skin called noble cause. Um, and then you can also get the hemlock worthy tribute skin. So if you saw them skins before you're interested in them, 
Um, definitely on December 28th, that's where you're going to be able to get that. Then starting the new year off, you're going to be able to get on January 4th, the Crypto Nomad Overseer skin. Um, and then we'll also on November 4th, it is confirmed. We are going to get the grid iron. January 4th. January sorry. 4th. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, grid iron, um, which is going to have Bangalore's backstory and it's going to come with a cool new skin. Kind of like if I could equate it to anything, she kind of looks like a super soldier is yeah, what it looks like. No, to absolutely. Me. Yeah. She kind of looks like a super soldier. And with that will come a cool hologram. And also it will come, um, a, her, she kind of like flips a pilot over her back and throws him on the floor. And so it's kind of hinting towards what's going to be coming in season 12, which we'll talk about here in a second, but you'll be getting some of her backstory in January on January 4th on January 11th. You can get the Wraith void Walker skin and the wild speed octane bundle. So if you don't know what that looks like, that's him is like a cheetah. I believe it is or something like that. A uh, very cool bundle there for, uh, for octane. Um, I, I know that might spark, spark your interest there, Fudd. I'm going to look it up right now. You keep <laughs> rolling, baby. It's kind of funny looking a little bit on him, but it's not that bad, but then you're going to get the death. Again? Uh, it's called the wild speed octane bundle. Wild so definitely Spock. take a look at that. I think he's got like a tail and everything. It looks pretty cool. Um, and then you can get the death proof revenant skin, which is the revenant skin with the um, it's got the hoodie on it. So, you know, a lot of us have that hollow spray that says, throws down and says, I am beautiful. It's that skin right there that you can get on that. And then not only that, but on January 11th, the dark depths event, right? Some of us have seen skins from the dark depths event, including the fuse one, with the white beard that's oh, been yes. leased out. Yes. Like, yeah. So that's coming on January 11th and good news for everyone. Um, if you accidentally unlock that skin now, uh, respawn has come out and said that th they are locking that skin on anybody that got it randomly now, but on January 11th, whenever the event goes live, the dark death event goes live, they will unlock that skin and you will get that skin along with another legendary skin. So if you have had that issue, you're not only going to get that skin, but you're going to get another skin that's at equal to the value of that, the skin that you accidentally unlocked. So very cool of respawn there. Um, so Ash is actually going to get a Denison of the deep skin. We're going to have a awesome. It, it does. <laughs> it does look awesome. And then we're going to get a bioluminescent skin for Loba, which, you know, of course has the lit up area around her, her, uh, mid, her, what, her breast, Gio? her breast. What? Um, so it looks oh, pretty Lord decent. Geo, your right? son listens to this podcast. <laughs> and then we're going to get the bro Sidon for fuse. That is the bearded one that looks like uh, a Santa Claus sort of like. I was going to uh, go cool. more like a was ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Ego. Um, you're also going to get the overfloater for Horizon. So if you haven't seen these, you need to go look them up. And then the last uh, fancy one you're going to get is the My Wave for lifeline. And then we're also going to get some cool caustic octane and rampart kind of side skins that aren't as fancy as these other ones. Um, and then you're also going to see the siren song skin for the R99, the spit fucker spit fucker. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I thought for some reason I thought, I thought I'd meet the fuckers there for yeah, a second. Meeting the spit fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the spit sea talker. And then what I really like the name of this one, it's called the barnacle buster for the R301. That, that sounds pretty interesting. 
Um, and then the Vault Ink and Infused is the last one you'll get for the Darkness. These are just some of them, right? So uh, there might be other ones. Really, really cool event coming on January 11th. Then on January 18th, we're going to get the Code Red for Gibby, the Hot Drop for Watson, and the Protector of the Void for Wraith. On uh, January 25th, we're going to get Grave Robber for Caustic and the Havoc Redemption skin. And then on February 1st, we're going to get the Royal Huntsmaster skin for Bloodhound, the Solaris for Horizon, and the Road Warrior for Wraith. And then on February 4th, we will get the Anniversary Collection event, which happens every anniversary, um, where you can unlock, instead of unlocking an heirloom, the collection event you will unlock heirloom shards and be able to get an heirloom of your your choice which is always great um and then we've for this event we don't really have any names for the skins but we do know skins are coming for horizon octane ash rampart pathfinder seer the car smg and the devotion along with launch bundle recolors um including the blue bomber for valk and the Rev Bird skin, those two will both be getting recolors. Um, and then on February 8th, we'll see the Fuse and Seer starter bundles return. Oh, and nice. that is how season 11 should end as far as content. That's crazy, man. That's a man. lot of stuff. Again, we're not seeing a lot of, uh, you know, limited time event, like game modes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, yeah. Um Sorry about your wallets, everybody. This this is a lot of, of pretty cool uh, skin events coming up. Sadly, not a lot of in in game uh, you know events going on for gameplay, but it's always nice to have. Everyone's got that skin or that one legend they're always looking for a new skin for, and they save up for it. And it's it's going to be a great couple months, man, to hold off and pick and choose. Yeah, and I think they're they're and you know these are these are all leak skins and stuff. There might be events it's sprinkled in here. I would really love to see that whenever the anniversary comes, you throw in some of those events that everybody loves to, to, to be a part of. Um, and, and you just kind of sprinkle them in, but I don't know how they'll do it, but I mean, this isn't where the content stops. So like I said, that's all of season 11. What's coming at you. What's your happening dates. in season 12, Geo? season 12 has a lot of leaks. So, the first thing we're going to get is the battle pass. The battle pass is going to be called rebel biker. That's the code name gonna, for it. I'm going to cut right you off now. real fast. Go I want to put a little warning out here. All right. Every, almost every season 11 spoiler we talked about, none of it happened. All right. <laughs> so let's go into that with this understanding. This is all cool stuff that we're hoping could happen. It's been leaked that it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't gospel. Yeah. No, none of it's gospel. Welcome so, up. If you, you know, we get our stuff from sources and everybody gets their sources from the data miners. And, you know, you never know when Respawn could throw in some code in the background just to throw off some people. Uh, You know, they could bamboozle us and they bamboozle us before. Right. So season 12 battle pass is going to be Rebel Biker, which fits with this Mad Maggie-esque vibe. Right. The whole leather jacket, the... Uh, my name's Mad Maggie. I'm so tough, I'm Maggie. <laughs> it sounds like the girl from freaking SpongeBob. <laughs> the, the, the old like shri- like yes. shriveled up woman. <laughs> yes. So some of the things coming with the season 12 battle pass is your epic skin is going to be for Lifeline and Crippo and Ash. So that's your three epic skins. Cool you're led- you're going to get a legendary skin for the Eva eight and then possibly for the PK. So it looks like your shotguns are going to get some love. 
And then like this this season, I believe we got the Prowler reactive yeah, the skin. Reactive skin, yep. Uh, but next season you're gonna see the hemlock get the reactive Ooh, skin, is I'm what down it said. For that. So you'll have that coming out. And then of course, one of the question the big questions is we've been leaked a epic G7 skin. So the question is, is will that will that be because it stays in the care package or will that be because it's back on the ground? And yeah. then what will replace it? We don't know, but let's mm, throw throw the G7 in for a future topic here soon. Oh, I feel yeah. like that's an interesting thing because I've had the majority of teams I run with when a, when a care package drops now, if we run oh. up to it and there's this G7 in it, everyone goes, no, nah, I'm good with what I have. And we run away. Mm. See, so, if you listen to the third party podcast, they're opposite. So it's no, interesting. I know, but it's, it's that's that's the interesting thing about it is there's. There's a lot of players that absolutely love it. And there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I wish it was an alternator though. And of course, everybody, we stream this show live on Twitch and our, our man crazy from the discord said that Maggie's heirloom is a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> he just, the animation is her smacking the box against her palm to bring one up. Uh, you know, I can quit anytime <laughs> I want. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, so the next leak is that we, have seen him and this is confirmed. We've seen the image of this, um, but the ammo box being added into the game where basically it is a pingable item so far. That's all we know so far is that you can ping it. But the belief is, is that it's going to be in the survival slot, such as, um, you know, the res beacon now and, oh, yeah. the, and all that. So, and then that would be a really good spot for it. You know, you could have someone carrying a res beacon, someone carrying a heat shield, and you'd have someone carrying an ammo box. Because and we know that ammo sometimes is scarce in the game. It really is. So especially you know, at the beginning, man. Yeah, no problem there. I'm I'm all for the ammo box. And to be honest with you, if you want to put a shield box in there, I'm also for that as well. So and then the next thing that we've been leaked is there is gonna be an event come sometime in season twelve, probably near the beginning, called the Apex Pilot Event, which is another possible collection event. And what's really cool about this one is it's going to be the introduction to a bloodhound reactive skin with a new rarity past legendary called mythic. So we're going to be, we don't even know what this looks like, right? This could be that's crazy. You unlock it. This could be, you pay a good amount of money for it. Maybe it's like, uh, what if you use like heirloom shards to unlock this skin? It's like an heirloom, but a skin. You could do that. I mean, anything is up for the possibility. But what we do know about it is that much like your reactive skins for your guns, it's also going to react to the number of like the kills you get and all that. So we've seen in the code here, we have a bloodhound underscore mythic V21 pilot level one, two and three. So with this, this like imagine you get you get one kill, you see a little bit of a flash you yeah. get like four kills, you see a bit, and then for some reason you get 10 kills and you're cracked out of your mind, you just glow. <laughs> I don't know, something Imagine, cool. Imagine a bloodhound ulted running at you and his whole body is glowing with the eyes. <laughs> like, no, that guy, I'm gone. Bye, thanks. See, and this is where the reactive skin will be interesting to me because it, 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 a lot of people will pick skins based upon not being able to be seen on the map you're in. But if you have a skin that's as flashy as these reactive guns and your whole skin lights up, I mean, this is, you're just going to be a beacon for a sniper is what it, so 
it, you know, I'll be interested to see how many people actually um, look forward to collecting these. Of course, it's going to be a collector's item. That's what this is, right? It's a collection event. It's for these people that want to own every skin in the game. They're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure they get that skin, no matter how much it costs, no matter what they have to do to get it. Um, but that's going to be super cool um, to see that. The next leak is that the next heirloom will actually be crypto. And so we don't really know exactly what this will look like, but the leaked image so far is that he kind of carries this little bitty thing in his hand and he presses a button on it and it, it detracts a sword, uh, which is pretty freaking cool. It looks like a foam sword in this picture. It, yeah, yeah, it's a very blurry picture I have here. But <laughs> yeah, he basically has this little handheld device. He clicks it and it turns into a sword. Um, and, you know, a lot of people thought there for a little bit that the heirloom for him was going to be a site, but we know that can't be true because this is not a pay to win game. So it'll be something like this or something else. You know, if, if you asked me months ago what the Watson heirloom would be, it would have been nothing that you saw what actually came out with oh, the Watson heirloom. And an interesting thing I just want to point out though, because we, we talked about the Watson heirloom, the Watson, the Watson locks them, Watson, um, the Watson <laughs> heirloom and how we're like, this is kind of weird and doesn't look great. Um, but because of the animations with it, the community absolutely adores this, this heirloom now that it's out. Yeah. I think it, and, and to be honest with you, like the whole like Nessie, um, uh, illustration or not illustration. It's not an illustration, but the whole Nessie animation, all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. It, it adds to her character overall in, in like, you can expect that to, to be an heirloom because she is an inventor, right? That's what she does. So why not have her create something to be her heirloom rather than, Oh wow. She's get handed a sword or an electric, you know, baton or something like that. Like, that's not who Watson is. Watson's a very creative person and that's what that, that heirloom portrays. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. with that, we actually have one more leak coming uh, to season 12 and that is game modes. So game modes has been a game hot topic for a while. Not like an event, but like no. an added all the time existing game mode. So that's kind of like what's up in the air, right? So we don't know whether or not this is going to be uh, in the form of LTMs or in the form of game modes, but either one, I'll take it, especially if it's, if what this is saying is true, the first thing is team death match, of course. And um, this could be, yeah. I mean, you're looking at like probably <laughs> six people. I don't even like arenas. If team death match comes to the game, um, they should have just done that before arenas and then decided if, 3v3 is what you really wanted to be your main ranked system for something like, or I don't know, for something like, you know, player versus player in that aspect. But we do have Team Deathmatch coming, and much like we mentioned earlier with the Winter Express, we are seeing that there will be multiple loadouts, and this is in the game file, and the loadouts are Assault, Heavy, Blitz, Marksman, Sniper, and then a lot, of, and then one of the other ones is Challenge, and so a lot of what this is, this might be is your battle pass stars that you gain, you'll have a, a, a certain loadout that, it, that will work towards your stars if you use it versus the other ones, because it might be a little bit more difficult to use. Um, like some of the, the examples, Mastiff, for, yeah. 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 Mastiff, bow check, all that kind of stuff. But you know, these, these uh, loadouts, you know, when you think of blitz, that's going to be something like a massive and RE 45, your close range guns, your marksman, exactly what you're seeing in the winter event, right? Exactly oh, yeah. what you're seeing there. 
But yeah, you were spot on earlier when you were like, I think this could be a mode because it's definitely looking that way, man. Those yeah, changes yeah. that they did are a hundred percent a testing field. And that's really smart of apex to do, you know, mm-hmm. is take something that they know a lot of people will play because mm-hmm. they know people enjoy winter express, test some things, look at the feedback. They're listening, they're reading, they know and go, all right, we're good. Ship it. Let's go. And and I'm glad they're not doing it. You know, for a long time now, they've been testing a lot of these features we're seeing in the mobile game or in some other area that's not like with all the player base. And right now we're seeing them now start testing stuff live in the game. And so that's really cool because to be honest with you, not many people play. The only person I know that plays Apex Legends mobile is Agent from our Discord. And <laughs> that's the only part. Like, I remember Boy, him Agent. trying to read. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And even like on the Switch, it's horrible. Like, it's bad. So, um, and the other mode that's coming, there's two more modes that's kind of been um, looked at. And so you'll have control points, and this will be on existing maps. The example that was given was on uh, Olympus uh, near Elysium. And you'll have tridents, you'll have control points, A, B, and C, and you'll have respawns. And so you'll, of course, have to take those. Um, And then the last one that's coming will be 100 player matches. And so that will probably look like 50 versus 50 or uh, maybe, I don't know if it'll be an everyone for themselves thing, but more like a 50 versus 50. And, you know, the the big hint here for people was... um, the hundred versus the hundred player matches, you could also see a fifty versus fifty control. You could also see a fifty versus fifty team deathmatch. It's kind of up in the be, air. Uh, BR with a hundred people, maybe, and they just like because I know a lot of people have been asking for that to have yeah. you know more people dropping into a BR, which would be laggy out of the gate until a lot of people <laughs> died. But but yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it could be that. Maybe they figure that out, and that'd be cool. I'd love to have more people dropping in. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's and and we know for a fact, like they know for a fact this is being tested in test lobbies. Like this is not something that is, uh, you know, this is like, oh, well, they're doing this and they don't have no no clue whether or not they're doing it. Respawn is actually testing this. So it's not something that's just not happening. Right. Um, and of course, from us to um, these guys, I'd like to thank Carl Rindo, Rindo, Carl Rindo and Thornton Smash for these leaks. Of course. You know, I'm not a data miner by any any chance um, or any way. I, I, there's no way I'm going to sit there and look at game files. But people like Carl Window and then Thornton Smash delivering what he says is always great and helps us out and helps us come up with the show. Um, so thank you for those leaks. And, and man, let me tell you what. If I Looking at this long list of things that's about to happen, it, the, the future looks bright for Respawn. I know there's a lot of things going on at Respawn right now. But uh, with this content that we're looking at being promised and delivered – or even just leaked is it looks great. So um, with that, we do have more leaks for season 12 More leaks. And uh, that is the mad Maggie ability leak. So FUD, that is all you. Why don't you go ahead and take us into it? Yeah. Mad Maggie said to enter the game. Dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> mad Maggie is said to enter the game due to an incident in the comic Armageddon, where she and Fuse are hanging on a building and he asks her to take his hand, but she doesn't. And let's go a fuse. She wanted to get fuse back, but puts his happiness over her own. People say this is when Mad Maggie died, but her words as she falls is, is Gagita Anu Walter, meaning see you again, Walter, or something like that. <laughs> exactly. So we yeah. had, you know, yeah. we had the Armageddon. 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 Holy crap. Armageddon was a good movie. Really good. Yeah. 
<laughs> Armageddon was a great movie. Go. If you haven't seen it, you should Middle go do it. So uh, we had that that um, in-game comic come out. And of course, she lets it's one of those last it's in the very last one. Um, and he is trying to get accepted by the legends and kind yep. of find a home with the legends and mad Maggie. That's not her job. She wanted him to kind of come with her wherever she goes. And in this moment, mad Maggie is kind of making this decision to finally let go of her want to be with fuse in, in like partnership, not necessarily like a relationship, but, uh, and so therefore she falls. And then now we're actually seeing in game hits. And what's that? that there yeah uh, so a couple of hints uh, so do you have a fuse voice line where he says maggie would love this damn place hell i reckon i love this damn place and mm-hmm. there's uh, he's got a few i believe he's got a few voice lines that talks about her and she's been coming up a lot in the lore um so her appearance wise it's speculated that, that fall in the comics uh ended in the need of amputated leg hence the passive that i will be talking about in just a second which is now if you would let allow me is it cool <laughs> yeah go ahead man You're cool good. let's do it so Mad Maggie, otherwise her actual name is Husaria, uh, is data mined as an offensive legend whose character subtitle is the Hard Breacher. Uh, mm-hmm. Some data mine abilities. The passive from the fall is shotgun kick. You have a shotgun on your leg that fires when you melee doors or enemies. Requires shotgun ammo to use it. Uh, using your abilities grants you a brief speed boost. That is dope. Bro, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of very interesting passives that also do damage. Well, respawn's got to think of things that doesn't that's not from other games, and this I've or not done seen before. by another legend. Yeah, so I mean, one thing there's many a John Wayne movie that tells me walking on a shotgun's a bad idea, <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> oh man, and, that, and it fits she her is character, mad. it fits her yeah. character. She likes to destroy stuff. Think of it though, it takes two kicks to kick in a door. So mm-hmm. this passive, I would assume you just, it's one kick, kaboom, it's down, you're done. Or there's a knockback when you kick someone with it, you know, or, or some other thing with that passive. That sounds, and it's a strong passive, but you have to be carrying shotgun ammo. Yeah, put that in perspective of the car SMG, right? The car SMG added where you can have three different ammo types in it, and it do something, right? We've never seen it before. This is another one of those things where you could have three different ammo types again, but your ammo doesn't have to deal with a gun. It deals with a character. So it's really yeah, cool. Super really, cool. really cool. And if you're not running a shotgun, like you have to have space available for your passive. And you got to exactly. think about that, you know, which is super cool. Uh, her tactical is is a flashbang, throws a grenade that briefly blinds and deafens opponents. That can't be oh a thing. God. I, that can't I, be I, a thing. I, Being a tactical where it's not something she has to pick up off the ground that would be the strongest thing to clear a building with. There's no, there is no flashbangs in the game right now. No. Though. So if you and put it on it where a, a legend uses it, Oh, I don't know. I would rather it be on a legend though, than a, uh, every, every day, everything you can, you can pick it up at any moment though. I'm not lying. I'm the opposite, man. I'd hate for it to just be a legend thing to have. Then you just you have people using it. Just, oh. I don't want a flashbang. That's the main thing, but especially oh. where only one legend can use it. I don't like that, man. Flashbang. I, I played a lot of Warzone. Flashbangs suck my dude. Th- think mm. of this though: you you play you play Bangalore. You're pushing a team. You smoke inside the building. You're Bangalore. You smoke the building full of enemies. You flashbang them, and then you blood scan right after that, and you push them while they're flashbanged. 
all three of you at the same time with that 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 row of abilities. Holy smucks, bro! Oh, that's no, so it's gonna dope. be amazing. Like as it. the people attacking the building. <laughs> or that like her with rev bro fuck. like awesome i i oh. like this is gonna suck but i mean it doesn't suck any more than running well, into a caustic be... barrel or something yeah but like everything else and this is the fun this is the fun part of the conversation you know everything else has a counter like mm-hmm. caustic traps you shoot the bottom the traps are gone watson fences you shoot the bottom the fences are gone um um the ash tactical you know where she throws the arc snare like some legends can can get out of it pretty easily, but it also doesn't last very long, and you can still move around and shoot back. You look at something like a flashbang. How do you counter a flashbang? For me, it would be all about you coordinating your cooldowns, because of course you're going to have a cooldown on that in the shotgun kick, right? So your your thought would be use the shotgun kick to knock down the door, flashbang directly after. But if you don't have the flashbang available because you already tried to use it, you have counters that Watson will be a counter. Right, her ult. Um, so if you push a building against a Watson, That's if true, the Watson's smart, them. it's not going to work. Uh, your flashbang's probably going to set off gas if Caustic's in there, so you won't even be able to go inside the building. I would assume that, right? I'm going to assume That'd that. That'd be smart. No, that's um, really smart. So there's, there's, and then of course, if there's a door in the way, you know, f- f- uh, the area effect here. So what we don't have here, while we do have abilities, what we don't have here is cooldowns. We don't have area of effect. Numbers. Yeah, exactly. So it, it could be balanced in a way that the flashbang works and is, uh, you know, isn't that big of a, a thing for someone who has to deal with it. Uh, we will have to see I with just, her, but it'd be interesting. I don't want to flashbang in Apex, please. Don't do I, don't, I don't either, but... It, I really it, don't want that. I also don't want a leg that can turn into a shotgun and I'm, like, help me. Well, I don't think it's going to do a lot of damage, but like just having a, having a legend that like kicks a door in one kick, like I'm cool with that flashbang. Oh my God. But this next one, man takes care of campers and this will be huge. Concussive breaching charge, plant Mm. a breaching charge, plant a breaching charge. (laughs) Let that soak in for a minute. That's awesome. Sounding that fires a sonic wave through walls to destroy traps, force opens doors, and disorients enemies. That is awesome. So think of it like when you get slowed down by by gas even or a Watson fence where your screen gets all fizzy, you know. But it's going to be cool. All the other stuff will be gone. I it's going to be it. awesome. That's going to be such a great legend for Endgame. That, you know, end circle that yeah. ends up at a building. You know, I don't want the flashbang, but that sounds like, all right, you're heavily defending this building you've been in for the last 20 minutes of the game. You better exactly. put it all down real quick. What? Bam! Let's go. And like for like, if you think about it, one of the one of the maps that Mad Maggie probably won't ever be played on is Olympus because Olympus doesn't have many doors. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a character you're gonna see on some areas, but then some areas you're not gonna see it. And I think that's exactly what we won't even see. We want to see yeah. characters like that that you know sometimes it doesn't make sense to pick them, but that is really cool. I mean. Imagine you run up to a building and that you caustics in there. He set up six different traps. You can't make your way in. Well, I'm just going to put a breach here, set them all off at once, wait for the smoke disappear. And then hopefully the caustic can't sit any more barrels. And now I can push in and all that. You can break the Watson fences. You can break doors. You can do all kinds of stuff, man. Well, and the cool thing with that is because, you know, Ash especially is a very, uh, if you don't have good communication with your team, like 
it doesn't work very well, you know? So I dig exactly. like, it sounds awesome, but it's also one of those, you have to have really good communication for when you're going to push. Everyone needs to be ready at the doors when you do this and then go. Cause if not, because the cool thing is, because you got to look at both sides. You got to be, if I'm using this ability and if I'm going against this ability. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how long the disorient will be, but it's not going to be forever, obviously. So, you know, if you have teammates that can hold people off long enough to get your defenses back up, even if it's a smaller part of the building, like you're still are able to play the legends you're playing in a, in a good way. Um, but yeah, it's just a way to counter counter everyone who can also recounter that if you have good movement and teammates. So I did I did gameplay that's all about communication. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I you know I can see a lot of combinations here. You know, like I said with the flashbang, you use an ash ult to get to the side of the building because you can't for some reason yeah. something's blocking you to get there. I mean, this is going to be a character that's gonna. I think it's going to be a high level character that you're going to have to be careful. I mean, as for because it because they're passive is a close range, right? So you're going to have to be really good at close range battle. And even her ultimate, it's, you have to get in close range. So if you can't, if you're not one of those people that can live close range or dies a lot in that area, it's going to be a little, little rough to play this character. So yeah, that is like everything, it. man. Yeah. And one more thing is just your combo with the flashbang, I think works even better for the, for the breach. You get yeah. You get a Bangalore smoking out the building, then you breach. So mm-hmm. all the traps and stuff are in there. And then, and then you have, you have the scan go out whoop, and you run in there in the smoke and murder everything. It's, oh yeah. And that's what stuff we need. Like that gets me. Yeah, exactly. And, Bing, and, that, dang, and boom. that's exactly how this game is going to, if we keep getting legends, as many legends as we're getting three to four a year, it's going to continue to be like this, where you're going to have to start thinking of creative ways to start using these legends because or you're going to have to think of ways of if these three people push me, then what's it going to look like? Right. Cause oh, yeah. that's what you're going to start thinking about. And so uh, it's really interesting to see where we're going with, uh, with apex, with the new characters, mad Maggie sounds like she's going to be bonkers. She sounds like she's gonna be cool. Um, and that's it. That's everything, no, right? That's no, season 11. Geo. She does not sound <laughs> cool because smoking kills. <laughs> it does. She- <laughs> hey, it, it's what pretty much killed my parents i'm not gonna lie her voice does not sound good cool nothing no. cool about how she sounds geo how dare you your son listens <laughs> to this podcast don't put that kind of message out there oh i don't even know how to respond right now you've broken me fun you, broke <laughs> you me. disgust me so but that is everything season 11 season 12 that we know so far of course we've got the um, you know, we've, we've heard that they're going to maybe do some more LTMs, all that kind of stuff, but you have a head start on what that all looks like from us here at broadcast with that. We want to close up the show with a, a final topic. That's could be good news, could be bad news for the future of apex. So the final topic is developers leaving apex uh, or respawn in, in general. Um, so I just want to cover a little timeline of who's left so far. So this all started actually back way back in season two when the whole Iron Crown gambling thing happened, right? It was where you paid seven uh, or something like that to get a random skin. And then even after getting all those items, it still cost $40 to get uh, the best skin, right? So a lot of people did not like that. It did not sit well because respawn was a uh, was a company that promised to its players that at launch at launch it promised that it would only monetize apex legends in a way 
that was fair and respectful to the players' money and time. And, well, if you look at the past with Season 2, if you look at the past with almost any bundle, it's it's really not that yeah. respectful. It's it's not. So, um, you know, with that came the the exodus of some of the best developers respawn is and even some of the og creators and and those who started respawn have left and and a lot of people think that that might be why of course some of them it might not be true they might just be leaving because they want to look for the next opportunity which you know kudos to them if they they want to but imagine if you are a developer and you start a company like like respawn or you start like games like titanfall 2 and then you get bought out by like a company like EA and then they tell you, well, you have to include loot boxes. You have to include skins and costs and all this. And they have to, we have to meet this certain quota and all that. And you start realizing that the game that you created out of passion for what you love to do is now costing players a lot of, a lot of money. Then yeah. you could take issue with that. And so that's kind of what, this is is us looking at that and looking at who's left so far and you know you can come as a listener can come to your own conclusion on i believe that this person might have left because of that we're just going to tell you who they who left what they're doing now and of course the big thing here is thank you to all those who have brought apex as far if you're Absolutely. not here if you're a developer and you're not here anymore but you delivered the game that we know and love today it, we thank you for that. Re- regardless of how you left, regardless of all that you've contributed to, I know for me, the last three years of my life have been based around this game. Tournaments, yeah. FUD has tournaments, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So let's the highlight some of these people. Of friends I've made have been because of this game and sticking with it. Uh, great communities out there. This one forming here. Like, yeah, none of this would exist if Apex didn't happen. Like, uh, exactly. So thankful. So, so thankful. With that, after after season two uh, kind of happened, we had our first person that left, which was Drew McCoy. He was the executive producer um, for Apex at the time, and he left and started his own company or started a company called Gravity Wells, which now is actually comprised of a lot of ex-respawn workers. So very interesting there, right, that you had a big name person at Respawn leave and then you had a bunch of people that followed suit um, and left with him and then joined him in his efforts at Gravity Wells. Um, after that, we actually had Chin Zhang Chong. Dang it. I knew I had Nailed this it. all. Yep. Chin Zhang Zong, uh, Chong. Uh, but he was the a- basically the Apex rank director, and he was known for this tweet right here. Imagine you're running a cafe. You work hard to make sure the food is good and affordable, that people have a good time. Mass robbers kick down the locked back door and set fire to everything. Do you, do your customers go, what the F lazy cafe owner? Um, They do in games when cheaters attack. And so basically what this was aiming to say is that the community, the apex community at the time, whenever he left, was blaming the devs for what was actually the hackers um, causing the issues, right? So, and and that did happen a lot at the beginning of Apex. If you remember Apex early in the days, we did have quite a few hackers. Um, It was almost to the point where Call of Duty is now, where a lot of lobbies had hackers. Um, It, of of course, never got to that point, which thankful for that. I I have a YouTube video from like, 
the first month the game came out of just so many hackers. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But I really honestly have not ran into it. And that's a good point to bring up, actually, is like there's times where I'm like, that guy's a little too good. But I haven't really been like blatantly. That guy has to be cheating. You know what I mean? We're in like exactly. Warzone. It was like every match you're like, that guy's cheating. Yeah. And I mean, we had one the other day that's cheating, but that's exactly what they're doing right now. It's is rare. If, you, yeah. if you see it cheating, you're going to you submit it and they'll take care of it. Um, part of that effort was one guy and I'm not saying whether him leaving respawn was the greatest or the worst. I, I'm not going to form an opinion on that, but Daniel Klein, he got fired after a post made in a 2007 blog resurfaced, um, which was not nice post. He, and he, he admits that, um, and I'm not trying to defend him here. Uh, but I definitely think that he was one, he was the face of apex at the time. So you kind of have to bring him out up, but this came out after this was what was crazy about it was Watson changes occur, which brought Watson down to the lowest pick rate. And because of that, one of the person people in the community decided to dig up stuff on Daniel Klein, which then he said this as of last Friday, I'm no longer working at respawn. I want to be very open here and say that I'm heartbroken and depressed. It's been a very few dark days you may have not, you may or may have not seen the awful bigoted things I said in 2007. I wholeheartedly agree that th- that guy should have been fired. So you know, and this is one of those things: social media presence. If it's you always have there. to be careful, it's always yep. there. And he got bit by it, and unfortunately, it seems that he got bit by it because of a community member digging him up because they didn't like the changes in the game. But that just shows you that it can resurface at any time by anybody, right? Yep. And you know, and he did deserve to get let go. I, I, I think that um, you know, I don't know if he deserved to get let go now or if it should have been earlier on or or whatever. But um, you know, obviously, you can't tolerate things to be said like that. So that was when Daniel Klein left the game, and so he was a big, uh, big developer there, big face of the community. Then we actually had Ryan K. Rigney, which was the communication director. He left next. Um, he left to help a friend start up a new studio called Odyssey Interactive. And they recently invited Apex content creators to come test out their new game called Project P, which is a 3v3 um, kind of like what I have understand from it is like a Dota League of Legends t- sort of game is what I, I believe it to be. Oh, dope. But he left on good terms. He says, um, Ryan Rigney on leaving of the best teams in the game in the games industry. That's what he said. Today was my final day at Respawn. Soon I'll be joining a startup games studio known as a marketing director. And I can't wait to share more about that. But first, I want to say thank you. Respawn has been an incredible place to work. The studio has the focused, has the most focused, kind, talented people I've ever counted as co- colleagues. They got the vision and drive to succeed long term. Just watch. To all the creative, competitive, vibrant players in Apex Legends community, y'all are wild and I really miss you. Uh, to my friends at Respawn, it's been an honor. Until next time, Ryan. So it looks like he was one of those people that left on a good note. It really wasn't was because the the in-game currency, it might have that might have played a role in it, but he left because he wanted to start up a new project. And that's how life is. You you get bored with something or you want to start something oh, yeah. new and even if you're at a place you absolutely love, it's eventually you go, I want to see if I'm able to do this next thing. Like some people are really happy being comfortable where they are. And some people are like, I need the next thing. And exactly. when you have an industry full of people that are just very creative, 
usually those kind of people constantly need to move around and try different things and see what they can do, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and, and, and thank you, Ryan Rainey, for your, your uh, communications director position and all that you did. You did, you were, you were very good at what you did for apex. Um, very good at communicating with the community and all that kind of good stuff. So, and that leads us to now. Um, and this has been more of a, the, the, what we've talked about up to this point has been, um, this person left quite a while past this person left quite a while past. Um, but these next three individuals all left within like, I would say the last month and a half to two months, uh, maybe even, I've, maybe even like the last month. So the first one was Aud- Audrey Chang. She said, today is my last day at respawn. This was on Twitter. Huge thanks to the Apex mobile team for the past six months. Sad that I never got to work with everyone in person, but grateful for a team that was funny, passionate, and kind. I'm off to pursue an exciting new opportunity. We'll share news soon. Um, and so this could have been multiple things. It could have been that the mobile isn't taking off like they wanted to take off. Absolutely. Um, maybe, you know, maybe she found out something different, but you know, it's pretty cool to know that that they actually do have dedicated staff to the mobile. And, and this is one person that, seem to have enjoyed her time there working on mobile. And so we hate to see her leave. The next one that we saw was Jason McCord, one of the OG devs. He decided to leave apex with this heartfelt tweet. He said, today is my last day at respawn 11 years, 11 seasons of apex, 11, 11 ship maps. I thought that was neat. It's tough to leave a game and a team that you love but it's time to do something new. No plans quite yet. Going to walk the earth for a bit and recharge. Stay tuned. Um, I and yeah, I mean, seems like something fishy might not be going on, but then as soon as he leaves, which is an OG dev, like one of the ones that helped start respawn or came shortly after you then had a big one hit. And that was Chad Grenier, another OSP OG respawn veteran. And I think game, yeah. Game director. Game director of Respawn is what I believe it is. And he left saying just simply, today is my last day at Respawn. And then I know that for fact, after he tweeted this and the note that he put out, he actually put out another tweet or retweeted a tweet about how great Titanfall 2 was. So it almost made it sound like something is going on that they are missing the way things used to be with Titanfall. Um, but here's his note to you all. And I definitely want to read it. He said, it says a note from Chad and this is on respawn.com. Few words can elegantly describe my 11 years at respawn after helping to co-found the studio, bringing the Titanfall universe to life and then launch the incredible experiments that experiment that is apex legends. It's been an unforgettable ride to say the least, but today this crazy chapter comes to an end. Apex legends is in great hands. And I feel like I can walk away knowing this gaming community will continue to be taken care of. We've got years worth of content in flight, and I can't think of anyone better than Steven Ferreira to take over as the game director and make sure it's done right. Steven joined as a lead on the Apex Legends team shortly after launch in June 2019, where he's been running half of the team and serving as my right hand for the other half. At Respawn, we've always believed that new leadership and new team members mean new ideas, new energy, and new innovations. This couldn't be more accurate statement to describe Steven's many contributions over the last years as I step from respawn it's important to let you know how much everyone at the studio and I appreciate the fans in this passionate community without you this whole making games thing just doesn't work 
and we accomplished some truly extraordinary things from integrating fan art into the game to seeing the community bring Apex Legends stories to life on Twitter. It's been an absolute joy to watch the game and community grow. To Vince and the entire team at Respawn, making great games isn't easy, and it's been an honor to create these worlds and experiences with you. I'm so proud of all that we've built together and excited to see the possibilities these franchises hold for years to come. And then finally says, even after all this time, I feel like a kid leaving the nest. And as corny as it sounds, leaving a family behind, I'll be bringing the experience and lessons learned from this incredible group to everything I do down the road. It will probably be tough to see the game continue and thrive and succeed in my absence, but that's a good thing. So I'm looking forward to the great things this team will achieve as they take Apex to the next level and further than we thought was possible when this journey first started. You can bet I'll be cheering from the sidelines along the way, Chad Grenier. Huge, awesome wow. exit. Like, I mean, that's if, how you do it. Yeah. I mean, he, he blessed what was, what, what he blessed the new guy coming in. He then thanked everyone. And then he talked about how it was a great experience. And of course, you know, someone reading this, the hope is, is that that's what this is, right? The hope is yeah. that this is him saying, I, I've spent my time here. My time is now over. I need to it's pursue to different opportunities. Else. Exactly. But you know, there's always that lingering question is what, why has everyone left? Um, why did he retweet the Titanfall? Is the in-game currency and all that, that monetization, is that what's causing people to leave? And and it makes you curious for what 2022 has in mind. It makes you curious because of the talent that's left and what they could have brought in 2022. But like he said with Steven Ferreira, you know, these are people that's been working on the game and, and he looks forward to the bright future and there's been content already created. So while we might have, well, you know, why did these guys leave or why did all of them leave? And then you might just ask yourself, well, man, well, what he said, the future of Apex looks pretty bright. So, you know, if anything, it makes me excited. I look at his note and I think this is a great time to be a fan of Apex. It's a great time to be making content specifically towards Apex with this podcast. And it, if you look at what we've already talked about with season 11, season 12, and this being after he's gone, I, yeah. I can only look for a better future ahead. So the future of Apex looks pretty bright. So that is the devs that's left. So thank you all for your contribution to the game, um, all that kind of good stuff. And with that, we will close up the show. Um, what to expect next time on broadcast. The next regular episode will not be till January 5th. So we'll have a about a three-week break here because of Christmas, New Year's, and all that good stuff. We have families. Oh, we're, yeah. spend, we're working, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but in between, you should expect a Aegis episode for South America region that hasn't been brought out yet. That's the last region we got to talk about. Very excited and then, for that one. Oh yeah. It'll be a good one. Since we, since we interviewed leave no witness, exactly. we have some insider inner oh, insider. So excited for that one. Insider look into insider. Yeah, whatever yeah. I was trying to say. There. Nailed it. And then we also have the kick esports interview coming as well, hopefully before January 5th. But like I said, that might be after it depends on their schedule. And so we will be working for that. And with that, I would like to thank each and every one of you for listening. Uh, thank you for making broadcast into what it is. We are so excited about the future here at broadcast. And if you want to join our community or check out any of our links, make sure you visit our link tree at link tree forward slash BR underscore broadcast. Again, that's 
linktree forward slash br underscore broadcast where you will find our anchor link our twitter link our discord link and every other link that we have out there um and with that why don't you go ahead and tell them where to find you fud yeah, uh, my energy kind of fell off towards the end of the show. I apologize to that, everybody. <laughs> You're good, man. I'm peak Christmas season at the post office. I hit a wall just now. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I'm Elmer Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double D. And on Origin, on on Apex Legends, it's Elmer Fudd, double M, double D. But the L is a one. And I want to game with you. I finally got to play with Joker, and we had an amazing win. I believe exactly. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Let's do this. (laughs) Gio, where can the good people find you? Well, Tiny Tim believed in miracles, and he (laughs) (laughs) he was a great guy. I was actually in that play. So uh, what is it? Was that play called? The Christmas Carol or something like that? Christmas Carol. Yeah, such a great play. I was topper. I was a, a guy. Uh, I don't think he was important. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Origin, and all those good places and anywhere else, anywhere you can click on the broadcast link tree. Just message any of those and you'll find me. I'm running those in the background. Uh, don't even worry about trying to find me um, on my personal stuff because I'm never on it. Um, but the one place that you can find me every single day of the week is Discord at geo number 4574. Send me a friend request. Join our Discord, um, which I'll make sure is in the notes below. So go ahead and check that out. Um, we would love to have you, whether you're a console player or a PC player or whoever you are, or if you, even if you don't like Apex at all and you like some of the interviews that we've had, we'd love to have you. So definitely would love your presence there. Please make sure you share the show with your friends. And of course, go to Apple Podcasts right now, drop a five-star, leave a review. We'll, leave, we'll read it live here on the show. And if you want to show even more support, you can go to patreon.com forward slash BR underscore broadcast, where you can become a Patreon for as little as $1 a month with a total of $5 being the highest and three being in the middle. And you will get some great content such as VOD reviews, note access and all kind of good stuff there. And the, the Patreon challenge channel is popping yeah. off. Like people were kind of like, they were in there and they're like, yeah, this exists. And now everyone's realized they can actually like, it lets you be hands on with the show. It's been really mm-hmm. fun to watch that. So please, if if that's something you're interested in, we'd love to. Obviously, you know, money helps help support the show. Um, but just being able to really be hands on, help us with notes and and be a part of the creative process, we absolutely love it. Oh yeah, I, I need you all. Trust me, we we need you for content. <laughs> You've so. listened to him talk. He needs you. We need you. So with that, I guess that's that's goodbye, and we'll see you after um, Christmas. So. Have a Merry Christmas. Of course, we'll probably have those other couple episodes, but you won't hear from Amber again until after Christmas. So have a Merry yeah. Christmas and I will uh, hear happy from New myself Year. till then. It's going <laughs> <laughs> to, I hope to hear from you. So yeah, I right, see you guys. Bye. Bye.